You're listening to episode 275 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, speaker, and mental health advocate with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. It's about allowing for room to grow, and this podcast focuses on three main pillars, human connection, personal growth, and freedom. We cover topics like relationships and cultivating genuine supportive connections with ourselves and others, speaking your truth, shattering personal barriers, radical self-acceptance, and courageously leaning into your skill sets. Whether it's a solo episode or bringing on highly curated guests with incredible stories, experiences, and expertise to share, we're leaning in and taking the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while still covering the uncomfortable topics that many of us like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and it has been a minute. (laughs) I unexpectedly uh, took a few weeks off the podcast just while I've been working on other projects in the background. And uh, just there's, there's been a few things going on that I wanted to work on, but I'm back with all kinds of amazing content coming up, including all kinds of incredible guests. So I'm very, very excited to share what is coming up on the podcast. So if you are not already subscribed, please do so. Make sure that you hit subscribe so that you do not miss an episode and make sure to jump on my email list as well. Um, I had made a commitment to myself and to my assistant Meeks <laughs> that I would finally, uh, start emailing people once in a while. And I need to be clear, this is not spam. This is, I show up in your inbox like once a week tops and it's usually something extra special that I don't share anywhere else. And it can be some extra words of encouragement that you might need or, just, I, I've been told that it was exactly what people needed uh, when they needed it most. So that has been really, really great feedback. I've been doing that the last few weeks and make sure to jump on the email list. You can do that in the show notes or jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com for all of the information there. Okay. So today we are talking about connection over control and where or if you might be faking it in your relationship. Now, this can apply to, as many of of my podcasts discuss, this can apply to virtually any relationship. But again, as always, I always feel that uh, our most intimate relationships can be the fast track to growth. (laughs) Let's put it that way, because they hold a mirror up to us in ways that very little else in life offers us that kind of uh, perspective and that opportunity for growth if we are willing to accept the challenge. And when it comes to faking it in our relationships, what I basically mean by that is any time that we are trying to be someone or something that we are not. And I've, I've sort of talked about this in, in other episodes. I'm going to end up referencing uh, several different episodes throughout this. And again, as always, everything will be listed over in the show notes for you to check out. And one episode that comes to mind around this one is an episode that I did around people pleasing being dishonest way back on episode 87. And this is a big one because so many of us are people pleasers or recovering people pleasers if we've become more self-aware of it. And being agreeable is a really great quality that that can be an amazing quality, but we have to balance that against when we are agreeable as an overall personality trait 
and when we are actually ignoring and betraying our own needs in favor of going with the flow to make it easier for somebody else's experience. And when it comes to the control factor, trying to control the other person's experience by not allowing them to have all of the necessary information is not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for them. It's not good for the relational entity. And when I say, you know, not allowing them to have all the information, that is basically talking about that people pleasing factor. Because if, if you tell someone yes, but internally you and your body and your brain and your heart, all know that you want to say no, that is not giving the other person all of the information. And that, that is actually very dishonest, both to you and to them. And this is essentially what happens when we lie about anything as well. We're, we're making an effort to manipulate and control how the other person experiences not only a situation, but how they experience us because we want them to think of us in a particular way. And, and we can sometimes mold ourselves into who we believe they want or need us to be in order to avoid rejection, abandonment, and disappointment. And, and we can change ourselves sometimes in order to maintain the relationship. And that is an exertion of control. That is something I have absolutely done in the past. And I know many people who have done that, where, where we have sort of changed parts of ourselves in order to all in the name of maintaining the relationship, that the relationship essentially has come first in, in unhealthy ways. And when we put the importance of maintaining the relationship over everything else, including ourselves, it is self-abandonment. Now, ironically, the control piece is actually what destroys connection. It has the complete opposite effect that we want it to. It can just sometimes, sometimes it's more, it, it can be more gradual, uh, a more gradual erosion of the relationship when we are exerting control in different areas all the time. Sometimes it can be a more acute effect on the relationship as well, depending on what's happening there. But it, it usually, oh, not basically not usually, it virtually always, <laughs> I rarely say always or never, but I will say almost always the control piece has the opposite effect that we want it to. And even if the, the control is not explicit, which it often is not, we, we aren't usually thinking to ourselves actively, I need to control every aspect of this. It's usually very subconscious. And this is why bringing awareness to this is so key because even if that control piece is not explicit, we can feel it in our bodies when someone is exerting control over us in a way that we have not consented to because there's an energy to it. And you might be wondering what the hell I'm talking about, but when you start to pay attention to this, and this is, this is an area that I work really closely with clients around is tuning into their bodies because our bodies are so intelligent. Our bodies are talking to us all of the time. And this is why this is such a crucial part of the work that I do with people because I teach them how to come back to their bodies. And when someone is, is sort of exerting control over us, manipulating us in some way, again, even if it's not malicious, because many of us do this, it, many of us will try to exert control in a manipulative way without thinking of it as manipulation. It's very human. It's, it's extremely human. 
But this is why we need to bring the awareness to it so that we can notice it as it's happening to prevent it and to change our own behavior. Because when someone else is trying to control us in some way, or um, this can also look like maybe guilt tripping as well. If, if we are guilt tripping someone or if somebody else is guilt tripping us, even if it's subtle, we can feel that. We can absolutely feel that when we are doing it to somebody else or when somebody else in particular is doing it to us, that we can especially feel. And when it comes to connection over control, when we're faking anything, it's, it, it is just all of this is an attempt to exercise control, control over the other person, control over the imagined outcome, control over ourselves when we're ignoring our true feelings or experience in a relationship. All of this prevents connection. It, it blocks connection. And true connection can only happen when we open ourselves up to getting hurt. When we express ourselves and allow the chips to fall. And, and we let ourselves be vulnerable even when it's scary as fuck. Because otherwise, we're setting ourselves up for a lifetime of disappointment and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. We, we expect to be disappointed and therefore no one can ever live up to our expectations because we're in a constant state of waiting for the other shoe to drop. We're, we're on guard. We're watching every single move to try and catch the disappointment when it arrives so that we can prove ourselves right and once again play the victim role. Like, see, I knew it. Look, look what he or, or she or they did to, did to me. I knew they were going to do that. It was only a matter of time. Do you want to be right or do you want to open up and allow a different perspective to shine through at the risk that it might actually make you far happier and give you a sunnier outlook on life and on your relationships? Because that is ultimately the, the question here. I'm not saying that this is easy because when you have been disappointed so many times, I've absolutely been there, <laughs> absolutely been there. When you've been disappointed or let down or hurt or betrayed in, in multiple different relationships, it is so hard to open up and not create that as the expectation. And I have more to say about this in future episodes. But if I, if I went too far down this rabbit hole, it was going to take hours in one episode. So I'm going to break this up a little bit more over, over multiple episodes. But this is really important. Because love and connection can't come in when we are creating these mechanisms that are preventing it from ever allowing the space to, to blossom and flourish. And that's what happens when we set ourselves up for disappointment, when we, are, when we are looking for the disappointment. And that can also be, again, I speak from experience here, that can also come from hypervigilance that is typically only born from trauma. When, when we have potentially been through some really traumatic experiences, it shifts how we look at the world and it changes our perspective in such a way that we start to, to look for any little sign that the rug might be pulled out from under us when we least expect it because we aren't willing to put ourselves in that position again. And I deeply, deeply understand that instinct. I deeply understand it. I also know that if you continue to look for that over and over and over again, you will continue to be met with disappointment over and over and over again, because you are not allowing the space for the connection. 
back in episode 138, I talked about uh, the weight of expectations and, and attaching to outcomes as well. And the weight of expectations can come to us in a number of different ways. And, and one of those things can be when we expect something like disappointment, we have then essentially attached to the outcome that we have predetermined is going to happen when we inevitably become disappointed. And another part of relationships that you've heard me talk about before, I have a very um, optimistic yet realistic view of relationships. And when I see things or, or hear things, um, I'll see some coaching programs out there and, and stuff like that sometimes where it will be coaches saying, you know, like never experience heartbreak again or something like that. <laughs> that is not realistic because all of us will experience heartbreak multiple times throughout our lives. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you, you may have heard me say this before that even in the context of a beautiful, healthy, happy, loving relationship that uh, lasts from now and until the day you die, you will likely still have your heart broken within the context of that relationship. That does not mean that the relationship is going to end necessarily. That does not mean that the relationship is going to um, sour or anything like that. It can be a beautiful, healthy, happy, loving relationship and you will likely still experience some forms of betrayal, hurt, um, disappointment within that container. But then it's about what you do with it and how you work through it as partners too. And when I say betrayal, by the way, I want to be clear. I'm not just talking about things like infidelity here because betrayal can come in so many different forms and there is a massive sliding scale when it comes to betrayal. It can be incredibly small things that are still technically betrayals that, that we often can do to other people as much as they, they might do to us. It doesn't have to mean some life shattering traumatic betrayal. Okay. Betrayal is a very much a sliding scale here, but you have to ask yourself what you want more and what you're willing to put your heart on the line for. Because if you, if you want those deeper connections, you're going to have to find ways to open up. And this is the work that I, that I do with people. And there's even more examples here. I wanted to give more examples of, of controlling kind of behavior. This is a really big one. Faking orgasms. This is most commonly with women, but men do this too. Yes, ladies, the men can do this too. Trust me. <laughs> and sometimes, and now this one I feel like is especially with women, but again, it, it, some of the, the men that I've worked with have, have talked about this um, as well, that sometimes you can feel like your partner's pleasure is more important than yours. You're maybe wanting to make sure that they're satisfied while ignoring your own needs, or you don't want to hurt their ego or hurt their feelings or anything by telling them that you, that you want something a different way. Or maybe you need to get to know yourself and your own body more so that you then know what you like and are able to communicate it to your partner so that you can experience more of, more of that pleasure together. I have more coming up on this, um, on an episode that I have recorded with my dear friend, Sarah Silverstein. We recorded, uh, the episode live for the very first time did a live podcast. It was a smashing success. So I'm going to do more of those yet another reason to jump on my email list, because then you will be notified of all of those. 
So make sure to jump on. People loved it. It was amazing. Got such great feedback about it. And she and I are talking about communication in relationships in that upcoming episode, um, particularly when it comes to things like sex too. So definitely stay tuned for that one. But that is a big one. Um, That's actually trying to control the other person's experience and it it's lying. It it's it's lying. Whether we like it or not, no matter what your reasons are for the lie, it's still a lie. It can even be things like, you know, these these um measures of control can also be things like pretending to like music that you don't, or lying about enjoying an, an activity or or a move in the bedroom, right? That you don't actually enjoy. Maybe you say that it doesn't matter where you eat for dinner and then you're disappointed when the other person picks a place you didn't like, but you stay silent. Or going with the flow rather than stating your needs, right? These are all things that we need to be thinking about and and conscious of. And we all have needs as well. And you are entitled to voice those needs. I talked about that back in episode 267 about uh, you're not needy, you're a human with needs. And there was also the wildly popular, it actually shocked me how popular this was, the self-betrayal episode um, back on episode 220 and, and what self-betrayal actually looks like. All of these are related to both acknowledging that you have needs and learning how to state your needs as well without trying to control the other person's experience. All of these things can also include things like um, not allowing our partner to show up for us and feeling like we need to do everything ourselves. This is a big one. This is a really big one. When maybe one partner feels like they're being nagged all the time by the other person, or maybe you feel like you're the one doing all of the nagging. If, if we aren't allowing someone to show up for us, sometimes we can then look at the other person and say, oh, well, they're so emotionally unavailable. Maybe you're the one that's emotionally unavailable. I have more to say on this too, because that, that's, that is a whole thing that we need to unpack a little bit more because that can be really surprisingly common when we're busy pointing fingers at the other person and yet we are exerting some controlling behaviors that is not even allowing the space for the other person to show up for us. And control is often a form of self-protection because letting go and opening up requires so much more vulnerability from us. When we're exerting control, we don't have to be vulnerable. We can build up the walls of control around us so that we don't have to be vulnerable. And when we're more vulnerable, it can feel as though we're handing people the weapons with which they can hurt us the most if they decide to do so. And that is terrifying. That's terrifying. Especially if you, like virtually any other human on earth, has been hurt before. But sometimes when we're when we're trying to control how others experience us and the experience they have with us, it's blocking everything that we want most. And we've all done this at some point, but we have to fully address our shadows head on and notice when we're trying to control a situation or a person. And when those moments come up, ask yourself, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of hurting your, hurting their feelings? Are you afraid of harming the relationship? Are you afraid of being the one to get hurt? Are you afraid of letting someone in and worrying that if you let them in, hoping that they won't disappoint you, that they will actually still disappoint you? But what's going to hurt more? Faking it and lying to them and to yourself potentially 
slowly losing yourself in the relationship and betraying both you and like both yourself and your partner? These are the kinds of things that we really have to think about. And I talk about the importance of curiosity in, in my four C's framework around connection as well. That the four C's, uh, again, I, I'll do a, I did a podcast episode on that as well. I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but I will reference, again, I'll reference it in the show notes. And the four C's framework is about how to build more powerful connection with people. And it's curiosity, communication, compassion, and connection. The, all, all of those things lead to the connection, which is the fourth C. And, and this curiosity piece applies to you too, not just curiosity with others. Get curious about why you do what you do, why you feel a certain way, why you feel like you need to fake an orgasm or tell a lie to your partner that you think will help them or the relationship. Get curious about why you feel you aren't enough or worthy exactly as you are. This curiosity piece is so crucial. It is so crucial. And sometimes we can often go down, again, sort of go down the rabbit hole of getting curious, but sometimes to the point of trying to psychoanalyze the other person. I, here, here's what I know. <laughs> A lot of times we cannot know. We, we truly, most of the time, actually, we don't actually know what is going on in somebody else's head. We can think that we do. But it is fairly arrogant as well to assume that we know someone better than they know themselves or to assume that we know better um, what somebody should do or how they should show up or what their potential is more than the other person knows that for themselves. It has to start from within. And this is, this is what I, I teach the most is that curiosity piece. It ha- everything has to start with us taking responsibility for ourselves, um, getting curious about why we show up the way we do. All of these things have to start with us. And this is what I, I teach people in my, um, in my mentorship as well, my mentorship coaching program. And what's different about it is that it is a holistic approach. And we unpack some of the, the root issues that are preventing you from feeling uncomfortable letting people in and allowing yourself to really be truly seen, to open yourself up more. And it's a transformational approach that, that changes the way you show up for yourself and for others. So there's a lot to think about here. I, I've sort of thrown a lot at you in this one, but I would love to hear your thoughts. So please reach out, send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach on Instagram. You can also email me at info at emilygoffcoaching.com. And I have multiple episodes um, that I, some that I didn't even mention here listed in the show notes for you to go check out. I have ones uh, with a sex therapist, Renelle Nelson, who has been on the podcast twice. She is a listener favorite. I love that woman. She's incredible. Um, I have an episode around heart conversations and communication, a lie spotting episode. That's a big one about uh, recognizing the lies that we get told every single day often. Um, tools for changing relationships, cultivating self-worth, self-integrity. All of these episodes are really, really powerful. So make sure to go check them out in the show notes. Again, you can also jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes in whatever app you are listening to this to, assuming that it is on an app, either Apple or Spotify or one of those other magical tools out there. And please let me know if there is anything I can do to support you. Let me know how this uh, sat for you. And if you're interested in working together, again, please reach out, send me a DM. Um, you can also, we'll, we can jump on a call. Uh, you can go through the application process, make sure that 
we'd be a good fit for each other. And I would love to learn more about you. So thank you so much for being here and make sure again to hit subscribe so that you don't miss all of the episodes coming up. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. It means the absolute world to me and I'm so grateful. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.